2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Isn't that a very hard verse to live by? You know, because when we're sick, when we have problems, uh, it's hard to concentrate on the things we know that we should concentrate upon. But the apostle said, you know, my grace, you know, reading the word of God, he said, his grace is sufficient because our strength, our strength, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. See, God has no weakness. And when I'm following him and leading him, then I'm as strong as my faith is. In the previous chapter, Paul had listed things about his ministry, and there were many, not all too glamorous, but uh, he said that he had had some Stripes, stoning, rods, beating, in prison, plural, on journeys. Yet pearls, waters, robbers, countrymen, heathen city, while in the sea, false brethren, weariness, pain, hunger, thirst, fasting, cold and naked. You know, and as I went back in chapter 11, and was reading chapter 11 today, you know, Paul suddenly didn't have an easy life. As he was carrying out the work of the Lord, he went through all these things. Some of them I've never faced. You know, I've, I may tell my wife, man, I'm hungry, you know. If I could go a, a day or two without eating, I wouldn't die. You know, but I've never been... Without water, I never had nobody beat me with rods. So we need to realize that at the end of this year and we face the new year coming, we as a church, you as a family, going to go through some things you haven't gone through before. And that's why our strength should be in the Lord. That's why that we draw strength from each other knowing that if you know, I think uh, one of the ladies put it on the uh, prayer thing, you know, when you, you know when somebody's praying for you. And we should always know that as you look around you and you go in your memory, the members of this church, you ought to be praying for them every day. Every day. Just like I pray for my wife, and I pray for my three kids, and I pray for my grandkids. 
we list that person if they're sick, if they're going to have surgery, if they, you know, when the, I didn't mention him, but glad he mentioned it, but, you know, when he went to the doctor and they don't send him to, to a specialist, you know, already praying for that specialist. I don't know who it is. I don't know whether he's qualified or nothing, but if the doctor send him to someone as a brother in the Lord, as a pastor, as part of the church family, we need to pray. So the first thing that we must realize is that we're weak. And, you know, especially us men, you know, most men have a problem admit, hey, I'm weak. I really don't feel like going in to work today. I don't feel like doing nothing today. But I think that after 70-some years and, and four major operations, I don't mind telling you, there's some days I don't feel like doing nothing. And some days I almost do nothing. But God is better to me because I have more good days than I do bad days. And that's what I told a brother that asked me a month or so ago. Have you thought about retiring? I said, I've got a guideline. When I have more bad days than I do good days, God is saying, leave. You need to turn it over. But life, I have so many more good days than I do bad days. So when we think about that, the first thing we must realize is that we are weak, which we always are. Only strength that I have, and the only strength you have, whether you realize it or not, is the strength that comes from the Lord. We are flesh. After all, and this flesh began to die the moment it was born. We're dying daily. So we are flesh. It recognizing this weakness, we must see first and foremost, it is God's grace that is sufficient for each of us, the you know, above physical and spiritual events in our lives. I don't, I didn't try preparing this sermon or I didn't try to prepare working on Sunday's sermon without praying first. Because what I want to speak on and how I want to direct it may not be the way God wants me to. That's why before you start your day's work, you need to pray, God, let me carry out your will because right now I don't, or I may not know what your will is. But he'll show it to you. He'll put you into the right place, the right time, the right move. Yes, he'll even have a blessing on that thing called the Facebook. Most of it's garbage. It's just my opinion. But, but there's some good stuff. And that good stuff, God put that for me if I need to be Encouraged. So the first thing that we need to understand, we're weak. I'm weak. 
You're weak. You may say, well, I feel good. I feel fine. I feel this way all the time. I sung that song for about 50 years. But if we'll be honest, we don't feel good. We don't feel fine all the time. Because God tells us we're born and we're going to have troubles. We're going to have illness. We're going to have sickness. We're going to have family problems. We're going to have joy. That's part of life. But God is preparing us for something. The second thing, it is that God who gives us strength to tackle these life events. It is God who strengthens us, not other men, not friends, not family, not education or strong mind, nor physical strength or stature. It's God. We need to remember this, church. It is God who gives strength and whose grace is sufficient for everything we face. Now, if I was one of the preachers that say, repeat after me, I would have the church repeat this. It is God who gives strength and whose grace is sufficient for everything we face. There's not a thing I will face this week that God's grace is not sufficient. But see, I'd rather fight this body because instead of waiting on God to take it, instead of waiting on God to open up the door, instead of God sending me the answer, I want to figure it out. You know, because I'm a, a do person, you know. If it's broke, I want to fix it. But we need to wait upon the Lord. We see from the example that Paul gave us that it was not his strength that helped him to endure those trials. No man could undergo those in his own strength. I mean, all you got to read is, let's read the 11th chapter of 1 Corinthians. And, and you'll see all what Paul went through. But how in the world could Paul say Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities. How could he possibly have said that? Notice, here in our text, 12th chapter, 10th verse, Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, in distress, for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. See, we got to give up on self before God will bless us. As long as I'm trying to solve my problem, as long as I'm trying to solve my health issue, whatever I've got, I need to turn it over to the Lord. You know, except it be with the strength of grace. Can we or do we take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches, persecutions and distress? Well, you know, Paul could say he did it for the reason and one person only, for Christ's sake. When someone makes fun of me of what I believe or my stand, that's not easy. But if God convicted me of it, his grace will give me grace to stand up for it. 
whatever it is. You know, the person told me a week or so ago, I was talking to him, he said, I heard one of your sermons. I said, well, praise the Lord. He said, no, let's don't praise the Lord yet. You said on that sermon, you don't have to be baptized. Do you know, preacher, Jesus was baptized? Why was he baptized? He said, let's change the subject. What he was getting at, to get the glory, you had to be baptized. Jesus is glory. Jesus came down from where I'm going. He's God in the flesh. Why did he be baptized? Why did he walk 60 miles to get baptized? As an example for authority. Only man had the authority to baptize at the time of John the Baptist. He would have walked 60 miles, 160 miles. We do what's necessary to fulfill what the Word of God says. We are to make it through some life event. It cannot be for anyone but Christ. Who do you pray to? Who? What do you ask when you got a deed to say? What do you ask when your husband is sick and you've taken care of him or your wife is sick and you're taking care of him? You don't ask your favorite church member, give me strength. No, you ask that favorite church member, if it is a favorite, you know, whatever you're, who you're talking to, pray that God will give me strength. Because we know where our strength comes from. And God will send that friend or that neighbor. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. I believe the reason that God doesn't help a lot of us We're too proud to say, I'm weak. I need help. That's what I did when I asked God to save me. I said, Lord, I can't do it no more. I can't go another minute, another day. I need you. Then and only then did God start working on me. We got to come to the end of self. Every time we try in our own strength, we do more harm than we do good and we make a big mess. But when we see we can do nothing and we rely on His grace, we say to ourselves before we say to anybody else, I think things are going to get better. I think I can make it, see. Because we got to feel within ourselves there's hope. There's hope. See, everybody else can tell you, you know, every time, you know, I can remember family, I remember friends, I remember some preachers coming in when I was laying up in the hospital with my heart all, chest all open, you know, it's going to be all right. You know, it's amazing, and and I'll give you a little insight there. I don't know about nobody else, but even though I'm sitting there and everybody think you, 
to your sleep, some way, some way, you hear all those prayers. You hear those people saying that. But I'm not going to be all right unless God keeps his hand on me. When God puts his hand on me. And brothers and sisters, you know when God's hand is on you. You know it. This can be an example of a lifeguard or someone drowning. The lifeguard does not go right in and, and pull someone to safety who is learning about and playing around. If he has strength, lifeguard goes in to save a man's life. God sent his son to this earth to save my life. And that same gentleman, he said, how many people do you think God died for? I don't know but I know he died for me. See, I can't know. I believe. When I look at the church members, I believe that God saved you, but I know he saved me. See, we got to speak with confidence. We got to speak with confidence. I'm a child of the king. He saved me. I was drowning I was lost. I didn't know where to go, what to do. And he says, just turn to me. In the book of Isaiah, in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 41, Isaiah 41, and verse 10, God said here, he said, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. See, we're like that drowning victim who still has a little strength. We are frail about trying to do the work of the Lord in our own strength and we do nothing but tie ourselves out. So Isaiah tells us, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. That's the first thing we got to remember. Jesus is with you. What you're facing may have been a, a shock to you, a surprise to you, a disappointment to you. Let me tell you, friend, God knew about it before this world began. See, I believe the problem with so many people today, their God's not big enough. Their God began in that manger. You know, and sometimes you 
try to correct somebody and you say, boy, I wish I hadn't have done that. You know, and this fellow at his house and he had a little manger seen out in his front yard and he said, you see that manger preacher? My Savior, King of Kings, was born in that manger. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. They laid him in the manger, but he wasn't born in the manger. Go home and study me out. I mean, he want to argue whether the, whether the baby's born in the manger or not. You know, when Anthony first came home, we had a bassinet. Y'all know what a bassinet is. We laid him in the bassinet, and somebody told me, oh, he's born in that bassinet. You would have thought he's crazy. What's wrong with that man? See, but that's what we used to. Jesus said, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. It makes no difference if everybody against you if you are 100% sure that God is with thee. Do you know that tonight? Do you know that God is with you? The decisions you made for the upcoming year, did God guide you in those decisions? Then we see in the Word of God also, we see that uh, God is speaking in 1 Samuel. I'll tell you the scriptures so you can be looking them up. First Samuel 17. Then said David to the Philistines, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, of God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hands, And I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. And I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistine this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear For the battle is the Lord's. And he will give you into our hands. 
barren Sarah was unable in her own strength to bear a child. But according to Hebrews 11, 11, through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. God said, Sarah, you're going to have a child. She didn't listen to nobody except God. He said, but God doesn't speak to us that way. No, but he speaks to us. We act like this Bible's written to everybody else except the one who's reading it. This is the only rule book I have. We got a whole library and there are two different preachers. I've got eight or nine boxes of books at home that I've already read and studied and haven't bothered them at all. You know. But those are books about the book. This is the book. God says, you're going to have a baby. Can you imagine the people laughing? Can you imagine when Noah built the ark? Hadn't rained for all this time, and that old fool's up here building an ark. But God said it's going to rain. And you know what happened? It rained. God gives strength for the specific need. See, it wouldn't wouldn't be no need for faith if we already had what we needed to do with what we want to have done. I'll use the brother. He went to the doctor, and the doctor examined and said, I think you need to see this doctor. Who is this doctor? Don't make it down who this doctor is. He, if he's got the little plaque that says, I'm a blah, 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 you don't know whether he is or not, or he bought it down at the pool room. But God used that doctor to send you somewhere. I'm going to pray that he's the one that God wanted me to see. I need a job. I'm going to pray that God gives me the one I need. God said in Psalms 27, verse 14, Psalms 27, 14, Wait on the Lord, be of good cheer, and he shall strengthen thee, thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Every marriage that ran in a, a divorce, David probably said, I, you know, I did what I thought was right. I thought this person was right. But how many of us pray before we say I do?
He said, well, but, you know, how do you know? Well, you know, I can tell you. I can give you scripture. I can give you an outline. It's like a lot of things. A door is open. We walk through and we say, praise God, he opened the door. Did he? Or was he testing you? We never know, do we? Until we walk through that door. And lastly, in Psalms 31, 24, Psalms 31, 44, that's what God says. Psalms 31, verse 24, he said, Be of good cheer, and he shall strengthen your heart, all ye that hope in the Lord. Be of good courage. Wait on the Lord. He gives what is sufficient. One writer that I read after said it this way. He said, there is no telling how much power God can put into a man when divine strength comes, human weakness is no more a hindrance. Think about that. When divine strength comes, you may have your body is weak, it's physically far as you know, you know, I'm, I'm just old and weak and I'm sick. I thank God that I'm living. But if God puts up on your heart to do something, he's going to give you the strength to do it. We can say we believe that, but we who really believe it, if I do believe it, I'm going to do that. Our strength is in the Lord. Our victory is in the Lord. Let's band ourselves together and say, 2022, we're going to depend upon God and we're going to follow him as he leads. Can we do that? Amen, I think we can. Brother, God, you dismiss us in a word of prayer.